Welcome to the 7 Days to Amazing podcast, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week. Now your host, Sharon Haver of FocusOnStyle.com, helping you live the life that others only dream about so you can be the best at being you. Sheeksters, I am Sharon Haver, and you are about to be amazed. I have a really special guest on today's episode of Seven Days to Amazing. Tori Toast is a best-selling author, DIY and lifestyle expert, award-winning celebrity home stager, and lifestyle authority. By creating a lifestyle that buyers will find aspirational, Tori demonstrates methods of rearranging, organizing, and in many cases, adding or editing furniture and home decor. Since the internet has made us all celebrities, and by being visible, it is key to how we are perceived online, we will also learn Tori's secrets to staging your office or home for videos, webcams, and photos, or even just setting the ambiance for a very special party. Tori can show anybody how to add more value to their home by giving the tools needed to prepare and showcase any home for sale. Tori works with consumers, real estate agents, or anybody else who wants to make their home look its best quickly and easily. Home staging is a strategic marketing tool for the biggest return on investment of a home, focusing on renovation and creative design. The best, clearest, most helpful information of how to stage a home with Tori and have immediate success can be found in her best-selling book, Feel at Home, Home Staging Secrets for a Quick and Easy Sell. This is going to be a fun one today. Welcome, Tori Toth. I am thrilled to have you with us. Thank you so much, Shai, for having me. I'm a little bit intrigued by my uh, intro there. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? <laughs> wow. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to know. Now, tell me, how did you get into home staging? I know you started out as a reporter. And how did the, you know, sort of stretch your muscles into home staging? Well, I mean, I guess I always had a decorating knack, um, you know, growing up and stuff like that. I loved rearranging furniture in my room and, and picking different colors and all that type of stuff. Um, but really, I stumbled upon a CNN article back in 2009 um, when I was in between reporting jobs. And I came across the staging article saying, you know, check out this new industry. It's up and coming. And it was a combination of putting, you know, your decorating skills to work and um, really editing houses for real estate. So I found that to be fascinating and I got certified in it. And uh, the rest is kind of history. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. People don't really realize how important it is because I had sort of a, a similar little hobby foray. I had to renovate my parents' house and obviously I wanted top dollar and I could have sold it for the way it was, but I chose since I was a stylist and you know, my as a stylist, I was probably 90% wardrobe, but about 10% was staging sets, photo sets. And I also loved 
you know, interior design and I, we've decorated my house here and I've decorated all our homes and I kind of get into this mood and this theme. So I thought it would be so cool to stage my parents' house for, for sale. And I did it. And every real estate agent told me I was out of my mind. I would never get that much money. I would never do this. I would never do that. And because it was staged and because the, the real estate photos were so beautiful and I staged those photos too, you know, with the right little elements and tchotchkes and <laughs> extras to make it look really pretty, I ended up making more money than anyone thought I would ever get on the house. And it was really because of home staging. So I am totally, totally a believer in, you know, making, making your, getting your best return, but also understanding how elements together read and the, you know, that you set your mindset in a way that you get some, you know, you're creating a mood, you're creating a situation and aura that's making it aspirational that people want to buy in. And I know that you do a lot of live video and you have a lot of videos for you know, your home staging business. And, and I'm sure you stage some of those backgrounds too. And maybe you can help people out who also see the importance of home staging and their of home staging, I'm sorry, of videos in their business to see like, how do you create the mood? How do you take it beyond the curbside appeal and make it, you know, the office side appeal? Yeah. Well, you know, in home staging, it's all about creating that lifestyle because people are going to be buying based on emotion. So what's going to trigger that emotion for them to actually, you know, make the purchase? Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have to focus on the potential buyer and what they're looking for. Um, when it comes to offices and, and staging your videos, um, I think the most important thing is that you got to really look in the shot to see what's behind you, mm -hmm. um, as well as make sure that you don't have a lot of empty space above your head, because then it, it just makes you look like you're not um, centered in the shot, as well as um, smaller, like not not the biggest authority that you should be, if, if that makes sense. But you want... Um, Whatever you're trying to get, whatever your message is, you kind of want that in your background. So for for me, um, since I deal with all things home related, of course, I usually try and have my settings in some type of a house that's got um, a pretty appealing background so people understand um, that what's behind me is also the message that I'm trying to get across. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that, you know, I, I don't know, if it's a pet peeve of mine, if it's a pet peeve of yours, you see people doing like Facebook videos, and they have like an unmade bed behind them. And it's like, really? You know, if you want to say that you're successful, you kind of don't want to look like you're like your office is in your bedroom and particularly your office is in your bedroom and you've got like dirty laundry and an unmade bed. And it's just like, once I noticed it, it became something I kind of glom onto. And, and I could count how many times a day that you see someone and it's just bad light, big mess, just not looking pro. And, you know, that creates this, you know, the first impression of this person must be a slob, or this person doesn't know what they're doing because they don't look a certain way. And it's, it's the same feeling that translates when a buyer walks into a home. You know, I know when I was going through my, my selling and I was looking at the photos, I'm like, really? Somebody would actually like try to sell that house and have the real estate photographer come over and have their like ironing board out and like <laughs> dirty dishes in the kitchen. And, you know, you want to make it all very appealing. So can you kind of tell us, I'm like, I'm, I'm just 
all ends, like what are sort of the do's and don'ts of what to do when you, you know, in a video or in a home staging or when you're having your house photographed and you're shooting yourself? Like what, you know, what are the obvious things that people should not do or do? (laughs) And that I I could still, I could tell you right now, I could still see the house that had the ironing board out with the dirty laundry on it, you know, and they were trying to sell their house. It's like, and the, and the woman who was trying to tell you she was a business coach with the the unmade bed behind her. (laughs) I know. I love it. Um, I've been in plenty of houses where I'm just like, what do you want me to do with your dirty pile of laundry on the floor? Like, I don't want to be touching that. (laughs) I didn't bring rubber gloves today. I'm your stager. Um, I put it this way. This is a good analogy um, for this. You know, for all you mothers out there, think about picture day when it comes to uh, school and actually getting your child in front of that camera. What do you want them to look like? Because that represents who you are as a mother, (laughs) right? so you want to make sure their hair's combed, that, you know, their collar's straight or their tie's on right. Um, they don't have a stain on their shirt. <laughs> exactly. And that they're wearing something presentable that can represent what they're going to look like um, for years to come. And it also represents who you are as a mother. Obviously, you know, the, the kids that um, are just schlepped to school and look, you know, don't really care what they look like, it, it definitely has an effect on um that parent but so i i equate that to home staging because strangers are walking into your house and they're going to form an opinion within seconds of whether they want to buy it or not so it's important to put your best foot forward you know make sure you don't have anything lying around on the floors um that your countertop services are clean and clutter free and that everything it seems to be put away, you know, whether that be toys or clothes or just, you know, shoes and book bags and all that stuff that just gets thrown on the floor in the entryway. You don't want to make it harder for a buyer to see the potential of the lifestyle they could lead if they buy that home. Um, so you really want to make sure that you have that model home look. And if you don't know what a model home looks like, I suggest going to a new construction um, neighborhood in your area and going to look at that model home. Because at the end of the day, that's your competition on the market if you're selling your home. Uh, the same holds true, like you were saying, with the videos. You, you want to look as professional as possible. So having a cluttered background, people aren't even going to be listening to what you're saying. They're going to be want, they're going to be looking at all the stuff that's on the wall behind you or on the shelf or trying to see what books you're reading or, or who's in that picture. Um, So it's really important to kind of just dumb things down for uh, whether you're, you know, whether you're showing in a home or showing in a video this way, you have one clear message that the potential buyer or viewer can actually hold on to and see. Exactly. And I think another helpful hint, too, is if you're looking at real estate, it's like I know I I, this is what I did, at least. I know that when I was going to sell a house in Brooklyn, I was looking at, you know, 
multi, multi-million dollar properties on Sotheby's to see how they were styled. Not to say, okay, I'm, I'm getting that furniture, for, you know, just to stage it, but just to see the element, elements and the nuances like, oh, right, on the kitchen counter, they just had that bowl of apples there. Or, you know, oh, great, in the bathroom, they just had some flowers on the sink. And just the little tiny designer touches that made a luxury house look even more luxurious and putting those simple elements into my parents' house in Brooklyn made it just look that much more elegant and, and more attractive. And the same thing when you're looking at your, you know, your videos online, it's like, I see so many people and they have like some junky thing behind them. Well, maybe you need to just get that one pretty vase and put it behind you or, you know, something that looks a little bit more on brand and luxurious and just look always level up in what you're seeing and then translate it into what serves you. Yeah, definitely. And I also think, um, you know, looking at, you know, picking up a home and gardens magazine that can inspire you on what what you should be displaying out in your home um, as as well as just looking at other um, other homes that are on the market in your neighborhood. I mean, they don't have to be luxurious, but look at the homes that just sold. Obviously, they sold for a reason and try and mimic what's going on in that property into your um, into your property. Is it true that you're supposed to have that sense of, of fresh baked cookies so people come in and feel all homey? So my real estate agent says, she says, you're not going to make me spray that, are you? I'm like, no. And then I was reading it up and somebody said that there's a, you know, a, a psychological thing about, you know, make, putting something in the oven where, you know, you smell that homey feeling when you walk into a house. Um, I mean, I don't think. Yes, that, that used to be a thing in, in at open houses years ago. I think um, staging has uh, morphed beyond that. So it's not just about putting the cookies in per se, but uh, you can put in aromas and scents that are going to appeal to to your potential buyer. You know, obviously you don't want anything that's going to be overpowering or overwhelming but you want things that are going to subliminally click with that buyer's um emotions mm-hmm. so for instance um and you you wouldn't necessarily know this if you were going you know if you're going to sell your house but let me just tell this quick story like i i remember um smelling honeysuckles in my grandmother's yard growing up as a kid and I stumbled upon um, this honeysuckle scent by Pier 1 Imports and it just it brings me back to that moment of happiness of joy and if you could figure out what is going to do that for that for for your potential buyer then they're going to be much you know they're going to be much more willing to open up their wallet and pay for the price that you want for that home. Yeah because you're making a connection a subliminal connection with them and they're feeling like at home in a way that they're not even realizing it probably. It's like they go in there and there's some kind of feeling of love or family or a home or whatever it is that, you know, elicits inside of them. So if somebody wants to start staging, even just like for a party, they have friends coming over they haven't seen in a while and they want to make their house look great or they just want to set the stage of having either it's for sale or it's for a party or it's for a video backdrop or whatever it is. What are the few key elements that somebody can easily 
put into their house or rearrange in a way that just makes it look updated and modern and, and, you know, someone wants it and you feel happy in it. Um, well, I think you can mix a lot of old things that you already have with some updated accessories uh, that are on the market today to instantly create a completely different look in your home and make it feel fresh and new um, without actually spending a lot of money. So whether that be just a new piece of artwork or um, some type of object that's going to be on your bookcase behind you, it instantly freshens up the space, um, creating a focal point, too, mm-hmm. and having having traffic flow. And I would say just space if you're going to be doing, you know, entertaining at an event or or even if you're selling your home. You want people to be able to easily um, find a place to sit uh, or just walk around and not not be bumping into everything. Yeah, no, I think a focal point and flow is really, really important. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about it because I, I think that's something that most people don't even notice when it comes to designing a room or even having like little conversation areas and the way you position your furniture. So if you want to just help the listeners a little bit more on that who might not be that familiar with arrangement. Yeah, so you should put um, the biggest piece of furniture in a room opposite of when you're walking into the space. So whether it be the bed or your couch in your living room, those are two um, big main pieces of furniture that you're going to need in those rooms that also represent how that room is going to be utilized, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the furniture pieces that you do decide to choose should almost be positioned in a way that they can easily be uh, looking at that main focal point. So basically the couch or your bed is the center stage and everything else is positioned around it. So it's almost looking back at that focal point. Yeah, that's really important. That's another thing that I notice also in in webcam videos a lot is that where you go into someone's house and you see they have, nice furniture but there's just something not right and it's kind of I think a lot of people have this just inclination to take the furniture and fill it along the sides of the perimeters of the wall so all the furniture goes around the wall but there's no focal point it's just you know then they might stick like a coffee table so the whole room is not balanced like the couch is against the wall and the coffee table is right in front of it and then everything else is following around the perimeter and it's just not interesting your eye can't hold on to anything. It kind of goes in a circle in a circle. So I think it's finding a, that something to ground it, to anchor it is so important in, in any kind of, of decorating. And also when someone, if you're selling a home, you want people to walk from room to room in, in the home. So you want to have sort of like the breadcrumbs going around with the furniture so that someone, it, it just feels more expansive and it has the person go through the flow. And I think that's super important. Yeah, well, I feel like uh, in a conversation area, you shouldn't have furniture more than 10 feet um, away from each other because you don't want to be shouting across at one another. Um, So that's a good tip if you're entertaining in your house. Um, Another way that you can actually ground a conversation area is by using a rug, of course. Um, Even if you have a carpet, you know, a neutral colored carpet, you can put a rug on top of that that has some type of a pattern or even a stripe, just to just to clarify that this 
grouping of objects all goes together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's really important. I live in a loft, and um, it's most of it is open except for the bedrooms, but there are rooms, per se, defined by the furniture, the rugs, a screen here or there. So even though it has that really big, open floor space it's not like going into a dance studio it just you know there the furniture is purposely put in certain ways that it creates the idea of a room which by still being open and rugs are really important yeah they they truly are they, they definitely define a space as well as curtains um on on your windows and in even like a good piece of artwork over your couch or your bedroom Hey, excuse me, let me jump in for a second. We're sharing a lot of amazing things today, but you know, there's more. Hop on over to FocusOnStyle.com and be sure to subscribe to become a Focus on Style insider so that you can start to live the life that others only dream about. Not only will you get instant access to the Star Power Flash Kit curated to help you and your business get out there, but as an insider, you'll also receive exclusive bonuses, amazing content, and access to special events that Sharon only shares by email. So subscribe now at www.focusonstyle.com insiders. It's your time to be the best at being you. Thanks for letting me jump in. Back to the episode. Do you have a role model or someone or some kind of design icon who inspires you? Or where do you get your inspiration? Is it from looking at maybe designer open houses, magazines, art shows? Where, where, what are your style icons? Where does your inspiration come from? Um, well, I don't necessarily have one icon per se. I guess kind of growing up, um, like everyone else, I think Martha Stewart definitely puts a, a mindset in me. Uh, but even nowadays, like Joanne, Joanne Gaines from Fixer Upper mm -hmm. or even the YouTube sensation Mr. Tate, um, it's women like that that kind of inspire me to in, in business and where I want to go because I think they have their hands kind of in everything. Um, and that's where I hope to be someday. But my actual design style, which I would say is more of like an eclectic mix, covers, you know, the gamut from things that are from the 70s to current day, uh, antiques like cameras and even old typewriters that I like. Um, I get inspiration from everywhere just by walking into a store, let's say like Restoration Hardware or West Elm. To looking at magazines, I, I love uh, just sipping some tea and looking at the HTV magazine or the Better Home and Gardens magazine, and then really just Pinterest surfing at, at night when I can't go to sleep. There's always something out there that just inspires me to kind of uh, take it to the next level or consider doing a DIY project just to update something that I already have. What are your favorite kind of DIY projects? Let's see. I love taking old pieces of furniture, like antique pieces. I'm so excited because we just got them back. Um, and I want to learn how to do it. 
but I <laughs> upholstering, reupholstering, and bringing old antique furniture pieces to life, especially accent chairs. For some reason, I'm collecting accent chairs like I'm collecting shoes. <laughs> oh, me too. I'm like a, sh- a chair freak. I ha- I have like an obsession with chairs. I've always had an obsession with chairs. And being I have a loft, I can have all these interesting chairs all around. And I noticed that two of my favorite chairs have gotten suddenly gotten a little stain on them that you can barely see unless it's in the right light. And first I'm like, damn, I have to figure out how to get this clean. And then I'm like, ooh, maybe I need a new chair. (laughs) (laughs) I love this chair, but it's three years old. No, I am a total chair. I think it, it just to me, especially at, in my office, I'm looking at, oh, one, two, three, four, five chairs. I have a whole sitting area of really sculptural, beautiful, vivid chairs, and it's my view, and I, I find that so inspirational. And, yes, I, I'm like a shoe addict. So, to me, same thing, shoes and chairs. <laughs> and chairs. And what I love about chairs is that you can um, – they're so versatile, so you can always – you can turn them into a conversation area. You could just have them hanging out in a corner, and that's like a quiet space where you could read. Um, and, you know, you can add them into a dining, you know, a, a, under a dining table for a bigger setting. Like, you know, like both of us, we have small spaces, so we really have to utilize what we have. Yeah, and I just – and I just – you turn them around the chairs. Like, you know, I, I kind of – I end up keeping them more or less in one spot for – probably like six months a year tops. And then I just rearrange furniture or I'll buy, I love furniture sample sales. That's one of the good things in New York. I used to live in a, a total Victorian apartment. And um, then when I met my husband, he, I think he sat on my Victorian love seat and that was the end of the, it was like, it was not going to happen. I'm like, okay, I'm sick of this. So now everything we have is kind of very um, modern and sculptural and kind of Italian classic, but shapely, shapely furniture and very clean sculptural lines. So what I do is I kind of just move my stuff around and it's so much fun. Or I put like a really new coffee table book on a coffee table and it adds some color and it kind of zhuzhes it up a bit. So I, I don't know. I love chairs. <laughs> I know. We just got, so we just got this accent chair back and it's got a wing back and it's got all this detailed woodwork to it, which we had paint. We painted it now. It's like a, almost like a gray blue and um, the fabrics got a pattern on the front and on the back, it's got like this this navy blue dark fabric with some copper shimmering in it. So it's, it's one of those fabulous, fabulous, luxurious chairs. And I'm like, Hmm, I need a new coffee table now, a new rug. Yeah, I know it starts. It starts. It's like, you know, you go to touch the little thing up on the wall and you're like, no, it's just that little piece of dirt. And the next thing you know, it's like, now I see this big clean paint spot splotch and I got to repaint the whole wall, you know? And then it's like, well, now that I repainted the whole wall, I need a new carpet. I need a new lamp. <laughs> so tell, tell me if, if one of the listeners wanted to make this week more amazing, like something that they can do in their home style, whether it be for sale or for parties or for, you know, video backgrounds or just feeling good. Like give us a couple of takeaway tips on what someone can do right now to just make their their living environment more amazing. Well, I think it all starts with kind of changing your habits, which obviously that takes time, but you got to start somewhere. Um, And I really think it's going to change your life leaps and bounds, if you just take 10 minutes of your day 
at night before you go to bed and just put everything away. Put everything that you have out on any countertop surfaces, on the floor, um, anywhere around. Put it back in its home where it belongs. This way, when you walk down the stairs in the morning or uh, get out of your bed, you start with a fresh new space. You're not just piling more um, clutter on top of more clutter. Um, you actually can utilize the space that you have. Whether you have a ton of space or not, um, you know, it's all yours. So so make the best of it. That's what I always say. Yeah, that's a really good tip, and that's a good mindset tip. And I know that I sometimes fail to do that. And especially, you know, when you're working from home, you're living from home, it's like you go in the – the other room or the other end of the house and it's like ah, I didn't clean up my desk last night and then it just sort of piles up and builds up and then you wake up in the morning and it's like oh look at that mess as opposed to when you do sort of like just straighten the papers up a little bit or put the vase back where it should have been it, you, it looks fresh and pretty in the morning and you just start the day with a better attitude it, yeah it does they also say too you know you should make your bed um, every morning too which it's it's a catalyst to actually create more better habits. Yeah. And it also put, in my case, put your shoes away. Cause sometimes <laughs> there is that pile of, no, I wasn't wearing those. Maybe I'll try these. You know? <laughs> There's that shoe pile. <laughs> Anything else that they can think of to do in their week, you know, this week to be a little more amazing besides this, we have cleaning up your mess before you go to bed. Um, I think if you're trying to, update your space or, or you just want to freshen up the look for um, spring or, or um, any other season that we're heading into, you you should just take one room, probably your main living area, and I would say create a punch list of things that you potentially want to do. So you would go around a room. We always do this with sellers, and it's called go around your room with buyer's eyes. And basically, oh, that's um, a good idea. Yeah, what you would do is look around the room from the top down um, on all four walls and really figure out if there's any, you know, minor repair that you need to do. Let's say maybe you want to add a new lighting fixture or more lighting, um, change the room around a little bit. Maybe you want a new couch. You just make a list of the things that you want to potentially do in that room and then pull one or two out that you can instantly do that would be that would give you the biggest change for the small amount of for the smallest amount of money, and that will um, I think that'll really get you going into starting to do more um, for for your home to make That's it really a great idea. feel at home. Hey, excuse me. Let me jump in for a second. We're sharing a lot of amazing things today, but you know, there's more. If you have a friend that you think will also enjoy this episode, don't forget to share it now. Do you like to listen on the go? Simply download this episode in iTunes. While you're there, subscribe and write a review so we can continue to bring you the most amazing content possible to help you be the best at being you in your life, business, and style. For more amazing episodes, go to our podcast library at www.7daystoamazing.com where you will find episode transcripts and additional resources. Thanks for letting me jump in. Back to the episode. 
One of my, my other little pet peeves is I'm sort of addicted to all those House Hunter International and House Hunter shows and, and you were saying the thing before with Joanna Gaines. And I, I just I love HGTV. And what I find so fascinating is when you have someone go into a house and looking at it with buyer's eyes and they start complaining that they don't like the color of paint and I'm just sitting here on the other side of the TV yelling, That's the cheapest fix. You could change the paint. I mean, I don't, I really don't see how people just get so stymied in the color paint. But when you are selling a house, you should, shouldn't you paint it in a way that's a little more um, pleasing to the masses rather than some crazy color that you might like? Yeah, that's definitely a great tip. You want to uh, stick to neutrals, you know, not just a boring white or, you know, Navajo white. You can, you can play with some neutral colors nowadays, you know, so it's it's not just stark and boring. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say, okay, we'll paint a black wall. However, if you are in an urban area and that's what the neighborhood is looking for, something trendy and chic, then why not paint it one one wall that color? Because that will make you stand out from your other competition on the market. You really need to know, like do some research and know your neighborhood, the area. Again, look at the homes that just sold. What colors did they use? Mm-hmm. And try and incorporate that into your home. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And And also think of like painting a wall a color as a backdrop is that it's like an accessory. It's like adding, you know, you're wearing the same black dress every day, but sometimes you change your accessories and just by adding one color wall, that's either a, you know, a different shade of neutral or something that's really bold or metallic or some wallpaper or grass cloth or something. It's just like, you know, adding a new accessory to your black dress and having a whole new look with, you know, minimal effort. So I think that's really important that people get so stymied and, I, you know, it must be something that a lot of people just don't think of because I just know from watching these shows, it's almost every time it's like, oh, I have to paint it. I'm like, oh, no, it should be like, oh, I'm going to paint it what color is pleasing to me. I'm going to, you know, make it look more exciting. So I think at the end of the day, people um, are get really hung up on painting because they think it's really expensive, number one. And number two, they're just lazy. <laughs> yeah, probably the lazy, because paint is not that expensive. You know, even Ralph Lauren paint is really not that crazy. Oh, I know. I have some candlelight in my living room that I did. Yeah, and I even have some Faro and Ball. Is it Faro and Bell or Faro and Ball? I have Faro one of those. Ball. Yeah, I have one of those red walls, too. Chinese lacquer red. And I painted it myself because when we were doing that one, the, all the painters would come in and they would, it, this is actually probably an interesting tip for people. So we're going to paint it. I was having a lot of construction done at the time and they would see the brand paint and they would be like, oh, and the price would become insane. And I'm like, what? So then my husband and I are like, oh, maybe let's just see how this color looks. And the next thing you know, we ended up painting it over the course of like a couple of days because you had to like let the, the layers dry and it looks beautiful and it was fun. And it's, total accent piece so it's just you know don't don't hold yourself back by thinking that um you have to have someone paint it not that hard yeah I love painting um I basically painted my whole house except for the vertical stripes going up my staircase just because I was a little nervous you know being on a ladder and being on stairs (laughs) (laughs) but um 
yeah, I, I mean, I love painting, um, but it, it's it's not for everyone. So there's a lot of affordable painters out there, I would say. Mm -hmm. And don't show them the expensive brand of paint first. <laughs> We're just going to paint it red. <laughs> You'll see the can later. <laughs> that was the weirdest experience. So anyway, um, I want to just say thank you. And if there's anything else you want to tell the audience real fast on any other, you know, as we wrap it up, what, what they could think about, what, 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 you know, any other teaching moment you want to just share? You know, I just think that for somebody, we, we don't have time at all in any of our schedules or day anymore. And I really think that people, um, consider their home an afterthought and you know why you know why is it only fair when guests come you know to keep a well-maintained home or um you know sometimes homeowners don't even upkeep their home for guests let alone their family or themselves so i believe everybody should really value their home and showcase their pride inside that home whether they're having guests or home buyers or not you know and um just create a sanctuary where they love ending the day in their very own private space because at the end of the day that's that's there for them um so it's important to really find your style and then create a lifestyle that um you uh want to aspire to and that you and that you love being around and so that's basically yeah, what it's a great I, tip yeah <laughs> it, it, that's a really great tip and and also i think it's key is it's finding pride in where you are i mean so many people i mean they ignore it, and yet they have, you know, sort of home shame. And it's just that sometimes it's just straightening up the books behind you or rearranging things or thrift shops or flea markets or, you know, there's just there's really no excuse not to have a space that you love because you can find things and placement and just rearranging it so it's just more appealing to the eye. Exactly. And there's so many ways you can uh, DIY things these days. There's cost effective, um, you know, stores out there, Dollar Tree and even, you know, things like that. Let's, let's say if, you, if, it's a, if it's a money issue that you can still um, create a space that you love. Yeah, actually, we have a place out in um, Jackson, Wyoming. And oddly enough, there's like so many high end furniture stores there. But when we started, there were either these crazy high-end furniture places, which obviously for a house that we're, we're, you know, we rent out when we, at the time we were renting it when we weren't there, and we're only there, you know, a month or so a year, we didn't want to be spending a fortune on it. And the other stuff was thrift shops and dollar stores. So, and we had Kmart was our, our big store. So when you needed sheets, it was like Martha Stewart at Kmart. So at first I was like, oh, okay. And then I created the coolest house out of what I was finding in thrift shops out there. And then I would take stuff in New York and I would, you know, ship it out there. I'd find stuff on sale here. And it was really amazing. And then I was talking to some real estate people and they're like, we're selling $10 million homes and they all have Martha Stewart for Kmart sheets on them here. And it's like, it's what you do with it. It's not the price of what something costs. And the same thing for the Dollar Tree. I have Dollar Tree mugs out there too, because we have one of those Dollar Tree or 99 cent stores or whatever it is. So it's a matter of like how you put things together and it, you shouldn't be dictated by price or, or where you purchased it because there's just so many ways to work around it. And if it's something that's pleasing, it doesn't matter if it costs a dollar, a hundred dollars, or a thousand dollars. 
Uh, one other thing too, even about bulk pricing, you know, furniture these days, they come in these packages and, and bulk prices, you know, the more, the more you buy, the cheaper it is. And, um, I really think that you need to step back away from that for a second before you make that purchase and really consider where all those pieces are going in your house. Because a lot of times it just gets too cluttered, um, or you just have furniture piling on top of other pieces for what? To save a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. At the end of the day, that's not going to help. Um, you know, it's not going to help your house and 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 the flow and the way everything should be. Yeah, you see that when people have these huge um, walls and these small rooms, and it's like it matches everything else. Not only is it boring, it's cluttered. <laughs> exactly. So. Your book is Feel at Home, Home Staging Secrets for a Quick and Easy Sell by Tori Toth. Tell everyone where they can pick that up and what else you're doing right now and where they can hook up with you and get to know more. Well, uh, we have a website for the book. It's called uh, feelathomebook.com. Um, you can also head over to our main website, which is toritoth.com. Um, the book you can pick up at any online shop, Amazon. Um, Goodreads. We also have it on our shop at ToriToth.com. And when uh, you buy it through us, I can autograph it for you and send it out. Um, and you can also buy the book in bulk if you're interested for any real estate agents out there looking to um, have a little gift at their listing presentation. Well, that's a great idea. That's yeah. A great idea. Yeah. A lot of agents uh, do that because it's, it's a way to get their clients on board with staging right in the beginning. Um, we are all over social, of course. Um, you can go to our YouTube channel. We're actually just switching YouTube channels. So I would say uh, go to my YouTube channel name is The Home Arena with Tori Toth. Um, if you can't find that one, you can just go to YouTube.com forward slash stylish stagers and it will kind of direct you over to our new YouTube channel. We put up new videos every week on um, home staging and decorating and, and DIYs and other fun things like that. I think we're actually going to do a painting video series coming up soon, too. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, no, Tori's videos are quite addictive, I might say. Even if you're not planning on redecorating, they're, they're really – there's just – so much neat in there and so many easy takeaway tips in it and they're just fantastic i know i was watching one of yours the other day where you were arranging flowers and it was just okay oh yeah that, <laughs> i so that, watched uh, this for a while now this is really fun that's um that's our facebook live so we're trying to do more live streams like everybody else um so you can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash home staging tips. Um, we're also on Instagram too at Tori Toth Stager. So uh, we're everywhere and we love uh, people's questions or um, issues that they're having because we, we really love trying to come up with solutions for them um, that are not only budget friendly, but also look amazing. Cool. So what it will do is on Focus on Style, I'll put all the links below this. And if you're listening on iTunes, you could pop back to Focus on Style for all the links if you didn't catch them on this. But thank you for being here and thank you for helping everyone make their life and their home more amazing this week. And hope to see you soon, Tori. Thanks so much for having me, Sharon. You're very fun. welcome. Until next time, everybody. That's a wrap. Well, not so fast. 
We covered a lot of amazing things today. But what's your biggest takeaway from this episode? Hop on over to www.focusonstyle.com to leave a comment and keep the conversation going. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to become a Focus on Style Insider. Not only will you get instant access to the Star Power Flash Kit, curated to help you and your business get out there, but as an insider, you'll also receive exclusive bonuses, amazing content, and access to special events that Sharon only shares by email. Subscribe now at www.focusonstyle.com insiders. It's your time to be the best at being you. So don't forget to subscribe at www.focusonstyle.com insiders. See you on the next episode of the 7 Days to Amazing Podcast with Sharon Haver, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week.